Hey creatives, welcome to the podcast. My name is Ian. I'm so glad you're here. As you may know, there have been some big changes happening in the community recently. Catholic Ventures has acquired Catholic Creatives to continue our mission to bring beauty back to the church. In this episode, we're going to hear a conversation between our co-founder, Anthony D'Ambrosio, and Matt Meeks, the CEO of Catholic Ventures. We discuss their history together, struggles building this into a thriving, passionate community, a few things to note, this episode gets emotional and raw as we discuss the reality of leading this group as a volunteer and the changes we can expect going forward. Also, the audio is a little rough at times as this was a Zoom call recording, but we'll make sure we get the bugs ironed out for the next episode. That said, I'm going to throw you right into our conversation as we begin talking about the start of the Catholic Creatives community. Anthony, can you tell me about those first few moments getting started creating the community, I don't know, five, six years ago, were you as intentional? Were you as, did you have this as much insight going into it at that time? There was definitely a, an intention, but as is usual with that kind of thing, like you have to walk down the road and try before you see the, the real measure of, of, of grace and, and the real like movement of God in it. Just to paint a picture, I had been a youth minister for a long time and I was a, I was doing digital marketing at another firm, getting kind of connected in the startup world at the same time. And the contrast of those two worlds is really pulling on me. I think a lot of people have said when they came into the community, they felt like, oh, I, I, I'm too Catholic for like the secular world that I'm in creative and like in the catholic world i feel like a sheep out of water because or a fish out of water a black sheep a black fish yeah there, there's the sense of feeling like an out uh, an outsider because there's things that i care about that make up the core of my identity and the, the the reasons why i'm catholic that i don't see reflected in the community that i'm around and so i felt that way for sure so we ended up doing decided to do a meetup that was like a little like maybe this is a tester to see if there's demand. And we invited a, a big UX design thinking person from as a professor in the area to come and take us through a design sprint on the bulletin. And we're like, hey, anybody that wants to solve the bulletin problem in the church, bring a six pack and bring your like ugliest bulletin that you've ever seen. And, and we're going to fix the problem. The real fruit that came out of it was this amazing energy that none of us had ever felt before and empowerment. And a community, a sense of like having found our tribe. People were driving in from Lincoln, Nebraska and from Kansas and from Arizona to come to this thing, like, you know, nine hour drive for an evening event. We're like, there's something here. There's a need here. But we didn't solve the bulletin problem. You know, what ended up really coming out of this, the community Catholic creatives, more of like the, the reason for more of the first principle, like in order to solve the bulletin problem, we have to solve the problem of not having a place for Catholics, not having a voice for or Catholic creatives in, in the church at the moment. Would you say that a lot of the people that kept coming back and, and, you know, those first groups that were kind of traveling alongside you had that same understanding as well? Like everybody kind of, that was the reason that they were coming back. The difficulty of starting something like this is that everybody has different problems that they have that they're coming to sort of be solved within the community and i think that perhaps in my i had more problems than i knew there's like many different things that people came 
with, but I think of the deepest, more like heart resonance that we couldn't really articulate, that nobody could really say exactly what it was. It was just this sense that these are my people that I've not found before. These are people who are willing to have the hard conversations that no one else is willing to have. And we're going to, you know, we're going to have those conversations, but we're going to sit in it with each other. And, and when we've been at our best, I think that that's absolutely been how it, like the sense of relief, like, oh, I can finally talk about the things that I wanted to talk about. I think that that, that sense of openness couldn't be sustained within the Facebook community. Like Facebook is just not a place where that can ultimately stay because that really can only come when people are vulnerable and feel trust with each other. But that has marked us at our best and has been there all over in all the events that we've done as well. And being a part of the community still, I mean, do you feel like that's still, that that spirit, that hope is still carried today? Absolutely. When I'm with people who I've met through the community, that like sense of hope, that sense of creativity and of like vulnerability, those things are all totally present. My thoughts on it, I think are very similar. I think that the community is still in some ways, like it's stronger than ever. It's matured a lot and it has grown bigger than that, like core group at the beginning. And I've seen like ups and downs over the last year, but my read is that like, yeah, it's, it's growing in God's way and it's growing in, in a particularly good way away from like, you know, the 12 and into the 144,000 or into like, you know, into a community that can have lasting impact. And and it's fun to see what's come out of it too, as you were talking about like the OSB challenge and eight beats and a number of different things that have become like outgrowths of this community. It's been really beautiful to see that too. So yeah, I think it's in a really good place, but I think we need to get that connection back. We need to like get group connection back, get people face to face, you know, particularly with a lot of these COVID restrictions lifting for people and stuff like that, figuring out ways that continue to like re-engage in person communities but i think in light of everything that we've been through over the last year we're in a good place i want to segue into the next part of our conversation we know the journey of catholic creatives up to this point is one of excitement and born from a desire to bring beauty back to the church and so i asked anthony about this experience leading this organization that had now grown to over three thousand people my the journey with starting this and, and sort of managing it has been something that I wasn't prepared for. And I, I think it's, this is generally how it is when like a leader is called, there's like a, you know, hey, I've got a stutter. Like this is like, I'm not the person that you want to send to this. And I felt so much like that. Like I felt like I am just out of youth ministry. I'm just starting my baby fledgling thing and i've got people like matt and people like rob kasmark and Corey and like all these giants that i've been like fanboying over like now sort of looking to me for direction in some way as as it pertains to like this community and it was like a very very naked feeling and i wasn't mature enough really like i'm just straight up like i was not mature enough to handle it and god was saying you know I'm going to try to make you mature enough, but that's going to come by you making lots of mistakes that are going to be really painful. I wanted everybody to feel so good all the time and was working so hard to make that happen. But part of the difficulty of it was that there, it was very hard to like figure out what's the system, what's the model, you know, to make this work. Like, is it a nonprofit? Is it for-profit? Is it like, you know, is there a board? Is there like a whatever? And, and, 
how does it make money? Like, how does it make money? Somebody's got to get paid for all this shit. And I was like, okay, I'm going to figure that out. I'm going to figure that out, but we're going to keep doing all the things we're doing. So I'm going to spend eight hours a day on Facebook in between the work that I'm doing with my clients, making sure that I can get the group going and work on Sherwood at the same time. And I'm going to somehow try to like pray and get a girlfriend maybe. And, you know, there's like this weird reality that happened where my life was like bifurcated through like Catholic creatives and through whatever, but I was so, I was in, I was so wrapped up in like making sure that this thing worked for people because I didn't want them to feel what I felt, you know, in the church. But the, I think perhaps in in part of my lack of maturity, I didn't know how much I could give. I, I literally remember this. I was like pitching a very, very like important sort of, as a benefact, like Catholic benefactor. And she had, I was like, this is it. This is the day. Like I'm going to get enough money to pay for stuff and pay myself now. And at the end of the meeting, she's like, oh, this is really interesting. Like I, I have a granddaughter who would really, really love to be a part of this community. And like, I walked away, not with money, but like with one other sort of like child you know to like embrace and like now i'm supposed to follow up and like invite her in and like bring her to stuff and i'm like if this is good for her like why didn't you give me money yeah this like the difficulty i guess just all that to say is like i was a limited person that i i, and I was working so hard but i couldn't i just couldn't give myself to this whole thing enough to be able to like carry it on my back and same thing with my brother we what happens is if I haven't built enough of a system, enough of a process, enough of like a, of a, a structure for the thing, what then will happen is that in my limited time, everybody will just see my, who I am talking to as the people who are in, you know, and if I haven't figured out the structure of the leadership to be able to process that sort of down through the ranks if you will, there is going to be this inherent sense of like, there's a click there because Anthony's time is limited. He can't talk to 3000 people. So if, you know, a sense of people are feeling outside and I'm like, okay, well, the only way for me to solve that is by working harder, you know? And then I start to resent the fact that I don't have a personal life and I'm building the community and that's a problem. Right. And then like little things become more difficult. Anyway, that's, that's the train towards burnout. Like when, when a minister gets into that like road, particularly when they start to, to feel like resentment coming up or like they're easily triggered, like that's a good sign that burnout has come. Well, long story short, we hired an executive director last year before COVID hit. And that was a, a big risk. And I was hoping like, God, please let, like, let us, be able to make enough money by our like development campaign. Like we're going to get on the phones and like call people and whatever to be able to actually put a system in place so that, so that this can, can grow. I mean, there's too many people here for this to, to be run by a volunteer, you know? And so I, as we're going through it, we didn't raise enough money. Then the pandemic hit. And I just had this like deep sense of like, this God's name is not, this isn't the way I want this community to grow. Like what we've been doing is not, the anointing is not on it, you know? And I knew, I just like knew deep down, like I, 
God is asking me to, to bring it to someone else who can offer it the structure that it needs in order to scale. Like there has to be somebody or another organization that has the ability. There's some sort of symbiotic relationship here where that can be done. And uh, I called a lot of other people. I'm not going to tell you all the names, but nothing, nothing was happening. And finally I called Matt on, I literally got in my car. It was perhaps like, I'm not even going to lie. It was like <laughs> one of the worst days of my life. I was just like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Like I don't have anything left. I just started driving. I drove to, I didn't know where I was going. I just drove and I called Matt. And I was like, hey man, this is where I am. Like I'm at like a level of burnout that I just don't know what to do with. And like this thing, I believe that God wants Catholic creatives to live on, but don't have the, um, like I don't have it in me to uh, take it across the finish line. Like, I believe that you want to bring this about. God. So Matt, I believe that God wants to bring this about. So Matt, like, can you, is there anything you can do? And I, I don't know if I was even asking him something. I think it was more just like sharing with him as a brother, but there just happened to be a moment there where God had been doing some amazing things in Matt's world and he had been starting Catholic Ventures. And I think first it just started as like a desire to help it, this beautiful thing to continue. But then it became clear that God had more in mind for it. But I'll let Matt kind of share more from from that moment yeah yeah from that phone call i mean i just heard anthony's heart and and i've been been there and i was frankly kind of there myself like i it was like two hearts meeting on a road that like you know worn worn out and i i'd either just quit my job or was about to quit my job to start catholic ventures after really trying to make a lot of dreams work in the church in different ways and falling on my face and like, and then and, and Anthony called me and I, I don't remember Anthony, if we had the funding in the bank or if it was coming. I think no, you didn't. Coming. Yeah, you we didn't, didn't have yeah. the funding. And like, but like, and I, I just, I felt his struggle and knew the struggle. And I, and like, I had real hope and knew that Catholic creatives was meant to survive and was just kind of like, we're going to figure this out. You know, like this, we got to figure this out. And, uh, and then it just like, it, things started falling into place, you know, like we raised, we raised enough money for, for me and a couple other guys to quit our jobs. And then we raised a little bit of more money so that like quitting our jobs didn't mean like we were only getting paid for a month and then, you know, we'd have to find new jobs. And then we raised a lot more money and, and like these things started happening where like, it just started like the alignment, like the initial heart reaction of like in the hope, it was like a supernatural hope in my, for me that was like, this is going to work. And, and, and I needed Anthony to hear it because I knew it. And then it all just, it started to work out into flow. And, and so really what Catholic Ventures is, is all about is we're trying to figure out, you know, like I worked in an archdiocese with this dream of like transforming the church from within the structure. And I think that dream is still very much alive, but not for me. Uh, and so like I was, I was meant to be a catalyst, maybe like, let's take hey, here. I have a dream and we've done some good work and here's something that works. And I talked to 
to a lot of people and and then other people have carried that on from me so i understood that inflection point where like a a founder hands something over or even like a dreamer gets a dream going and then hands the dream over done a lot of thinking on just like you know well with what god's gifted me and the vision that that he's entrusted me with you know what are the structures and what are the things where like i'm going to help the church and help things flourish and not just myself but the the partners that i have in Catholic ventures too and and so really the idea is like we want to create platforms that lift up the church focused on serve like not serving the structure but serving end catholics serving the laity serving families serving people i think i've learned in all of my activism in the church, you know, I, in, in my burnout story, I started to work at a diocese and then all these people started calling me, asking me for help. And then I started a consulting agency and, but then I wanted to lift up creatives. So it was like, I just became a pass through, like people would give work to me and I'd pass it on to people that I cared about. And I made no money with all of the work of running an agency and making zero money. And then any money I was making, I'd give back, like I'd use it to, and, you know, donate to different religious orders or different things and help, help pay for them to get free creative work done. And, and, and then I had, you know, for a while I was trying to start a, a nonprofit with some friends and, and, and that was taking hours each day. And it was like, I had three jobs. I was only getting paid for one of them, you know, husband, father, all those things that should take priority. And it was like, I was hitting burnout trying to transform a structure when really I had the whole concept of the church flipped. Like, it's not my job to serve the structure. It's the structure's job to serve me. Like, that's what the church exists for is like feeding the sheep. But why are the sheep trying to be shepherds? I, I have a real heart for the sheep, not the structure. And then I want to serve Catholics and was really trying to think like, well, how can I put some of these things to use? And with this idea of helping lay people live their lives and like bring the beauty of the faith to their lives, lifting up Catholic businesses, lifting up makers, lifting up artists, giving back to religious orders, you know, doing everything I was doing before in a really disorganized burnout way in one business. And so anyway, like I raised money to start Catholic.store which was just that, like, how can we create a singular place that allows for makers and artists and everybody to sell their stuff where, you know, lay people and families can like buy products that enrich their home. And, and then we can give a percentage back to keep like solid religious orders in a good place. And it just seemed like Catholic creatives was such a natural fit. And so like the money that we raised for that didn't feel like I was now giving money to some another initiative that's separate from what I'm doing. It was just like, wow, God's merging all these things into one place so that there can be a symbiotic relationship where they take care of each other. And, and that was like, it was just like, I started to see the fulfillment of the hope that I had when Anthony called me pretty quickly, like within a matter of months, it all just started to fall into place. It's cool to see that Moneybags is here to take care of all of our issues. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the benefactor. Who knew? I don't have any grandkids. So I had that conversation with Matt. Matt was like, hey, I don't know how that could work, but just give me a little while and I'm going to try and raise some money to take on funding Catholic creatives and bring it under. It was like an adoption, you know, like I'm going to adopt it in my family of the things that I'm doing. And I 
I didn't know exactly where I was driving to, you know, but I was driving in the general direction of Colorado, you know, like in Texas. So it's like, I'm just going to drive up to Matt's house. And I, I drove, I drove up to Matt's and, and I thought they were going to talk business, but the rest of the weekend, we literally just did life together. We chopped up a tree that had gotten blown down with a chainsaw and we like made dinner together and did some worship and processed our own like difficulties with leadership in the church and things that we had learned. Wait, are you saying that you, you got in your car and you actually did go to his house? Yeah, I drove, I drove from my house to his house. It was like just straight drive to, you know, from, I think I stopped in Santa Fe for a night or something, but yeah, I was in the car. I, I didn't know where I was going and I called Nat. We had the conversation and then I just kept going and drove all the way to his house. <laughs> How far away is that? Where it's like two days, right? It's like, it's like a good two Yeah, it's like a two day drive. There was a sense in my heart that God was, was moving here and that there, there was a potential structure that could work. Like, I mean, I keep bringing this back to structure because I'm such not a structure guy. Like I'm not the linear thinking guy, but for scaling a movement, you have to have it. Like you just cannot have a, a leader who's like bearing his heart, you know, that's just sort of like making people feel like they belong. But what we saw was Matt has this amazing store and he needs people who are going to make awesome shit to put in the store. And if the creative world is not like growing, his business is going to be harder. And the same thing is true for like, I think for Catholic creatives, we need places to get our stuff out. Like one of the biggest struggles that we've had with Catholic creatives is that we're like, okay, this is a Facebook group. It's not for just putting your shit out and getting recognition and selling. There's a, there's a deep, like obvious relationship that can happen here where this it can unkink a lot of the power, turn a lot of the problems that we're facing, both of our organizations are facing into strengths. There's a platform here now that is going to allow not for, not just for Catholic creatives to like scale and grow, but also for the people inside of it to Ha, you know, distribute their, their creations. And there's something incredibly powerful and valuable about that. And it had to happen through like a brother, a, an experience of brotherhood for mm-hmm. me and Matt, where instead of it being like, I'm going out to Napa to pitch the big Catholic people, like the only thing that was going to unlock that, I guess, creative anointing was like an experience of brotherhood at the very heart of two people's lives who were like going through some shit and needed to, you know, needed each other. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think it's, it's like, just for the community to know, like, I am not a maker. I do not make things. And I mean, I do, but nothing that could be sold. Um, <laughs> and so, so like, I, but what I am good at is marketing and building audiences online and getting things in front of people and like building systems and, and platforms and structures and all of that stuff. And so it seemed like this natural fit. And in the, and the funny thing is just so people like it, it did happen from this brotherhood first standpoint, it wasn't like, I'm going to go, oh, oh, Anthony's in a tough time right now. Like, I bet I can get Catholic creatives for cheap. You know, <laughs> that is not what happened. It was like, 
Anthony calling me and saying, I can't carry this anymore. And me saying, it's too important. You should carry it. And him saying, I can't. And me saying, well, let me help you carry it. And I called our initial investor and I was like, hey, and I thought maybe this was like, because we just raised enough money truly for me to quit my job and then like get one or two more paychecks. You know, like it wasn't, it wasn't like, and we were, we were jumping into unknown territory. And, and so I called my first investor and was like, hey, there's this thing happening with Catholic creatives. And he's like, well, I've heard about them. They're great. And I was like, well, like, so here's what's going on. And I think like, do you think it makes sense for us to align with them? And because I really want to like help. And I think it makes sense. And he's like, oh, it makes a ton of sense. And then I was like, great. So like, do you think we could get like, you know, some extra cash to make that happen? And he's like, well, let's just go ahead and do it and see what happens. You know, <laughs> like, so then I couldn't raise, like, I couldn't raise money on it, but it was like, we've just got to keep moving forward and trusting and then money. And then it started happening, like, which was really great, you know, but really ultimately, like, I want to be in a place where the store funds this community, like the store, like we're building a for social good for-profit store that gives back. And so like our real hope is to get to a place where Catholic.store funds Catholic creatives and, and that becomes the ministry of the work we do, you know? Okay, if that's the case, then as what changes for the community? Do it, does everybody at some point get uh, a form where they fill out and they can get their stuff in if you deem that it's worthy of being included in the store? I mean, do you have maybe you haven't thought that far out? What, what where are we at for the community? Yeah, I think I mean eventually there will be a place where people could I do think like submit their work for us to include it. We're not there yet, so they can obviously just email me and that's fine enough. What does it mean for the community is frankly not a lot of difference. Like we've been supporting Catholic creatives for the last few months. Um really just trying to keep the community alive, you know, and like in supporting a number of different things there. Like what it I mean, so what does it mean in the day-to-day? -day? Not a lot. What does it mean for like and like, and, and I want to be very clear in saying that a, a significant portion of our membership are not makers trying to sell products that they make at home or that they're manufacturing for, for people. There's a lot of people that are wanting to get into that. There's a lot of people that are working in industry, working in parishes. So, so like, I want, I don't want this to just become like something that helps the community self, you know, things like for a particular subset of the community. I want that subset of the community to um, thrive. I want to sell their products so that they can, you know, find career paths as artists in the church. And I want the money that's coming in for that to go back to support the rest of the community. So, so I think like the day-to-day -day of providing a place where people can connect and talk about challenges in the church, dream about solutions in the church, provide support to each other, share their work with each other and get like, you know, con constructive feedback, like all of that stuff is going to move forward exactly as it has been. I think it gives us an opportunity that there's some funding for us to talk to, you like widen our circle of influence in terms of people that we can talk to. So like, I like, there's a, there's a small group and that group is getting bigger fast of people doing amazing things in the church. And I want to continue to talk to that group, but there's also a very interesting segment of Catholics in the secular world, kind of on the cutting edge of various industries doing amazing stuff. And I want to talk to those people too. I want to provide, you know, 
leadership and and support and mentorship from all aspects of Catholic creativity in both secular and church structures to support people, whether that's Hollywood or Silicon Valley or, you know, Rome or working at USCCB or at a parish, like who are the people that are really killing it and how can they mentor and help this community? So that's something that I've been doing a lot of thinking on. Yeah. I mean, I think, and then I think like really taking a pause and figuring out what does the next summit look like? What is the next gathering? Like what does in-person look like? What is, how do we reconnect after this time and, and heavily relying on the community to do that is something that's important to me. Well, thank you both. I want to wrap with something that we've been talking about. Again, uh, just listening to the heart of both of you, of the spirit moving within this community. And I feel like it's no uh, coincidence that we'll be, you know, launching in this way, letting people know, you know, the future of this community during this month, uh, the month of June, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and it, it feels like, again, it's it's it can't be a coincidence that this is the thing that we're doing as people that dedicate their themselves to this, you know, ask for an overcoming of sin and 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 a, and an addition of peace in their lives and holiness and. I feel like, again, it's just been echoed throughout both of your stories, the, this consistency of God and, and God's heart within the things that you're doing. And I wondered if we can pray for the community, for the Catholic Creatives Group, that we consecrate our time going forward to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Absolutely. And I think you know, there's there are like some promises, you know, and like the... The, from the Sacred Heart to St. Margaret Mary of like peace and sanctity and a number of things that come with that. And so I think anyway, just for like unity for like, there's a number of promises that she made that I think are really apropos to this next phase for Catholic creatives. So Anthony and I, I I've kind of streamlined a consecration prayer. So I'll start it and then Anthony will finish it. And I ask all the listeners just to kind of close your eyes and carry this in your heart and pray it along with us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I consecrate and surrender to your sacred heart, Catholic creatives, its mission, its difficulties, and its sufferings, that it may from this point forward exist only for your love and glory. Destroy in us whatever may be opposed to you, activism, pride, division, gossip, calumny, fear, unworthiness, loneliness, and so many lies. Jesus, by your infinite goodness, let Catholic creatives be engraved in your heart. For in your service and in your love, we will joyfully live and will gladly die. Our trust is in you alone. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you both for this time, for this conversation. We just ask that people continue to journey with us as we grow and things transform into the next phase of this community, knowing that we're all working together and hopefully holding one another accountable as we grow. Any last statements for the, from the either one of you want to say any last words to the community? It's an honor that I'm not worthy for to be, you know, the, the, the next shepherd of 
Catholic creatives, I thank you for your trust in me. I, you know, I, I have an open line of communication for me or to the admins or to anybody for, you know, any questions or concerns. So please feel free to reach out. Pray for Catholic creatives. I'll be praying for Catholic creatives. I ask everyone to pray for Catholic creatives and we'll see, you know, God's will be done in, in our lives, in this community and in his church. So thank you all. Anthony, what's the future for you? Yeah, I, so I am going to be, it's really important when leadership's changing, obviously, for there to be a sense of like, just, I'm not going to be out front, you know, because I want it to be really clear that Matt is running, running with it. Really, like my hope is that I can continue to be who I have been by being a brother to Matt. I have become really a the process of this like the only other person that knows what i've felt is Matt, and that knows that what what it's like to have that on his shoulders so and i'm the only person that matt knows that that has felt that way so we get to have this deep sharing with each other and my hope is that i'll be a i'll be able to be a good support to him from the the perspective of like a nathan or samuel if you will rather than as the as the out front leader my leadership is more by praying and through counseling me, but it's still very connected and I will be a member of the community now, which can be great. So I can actually experience the fruit by just being friends with people. That is something I'm excited about. Well, there you have it. Anthony D'Ambergio and Matt Meeks talking about our beginnings as a community and our path forward with Matt as the head. Some things that stood out to me are the way that both of these men are allowing the spirit and God's heart to guide them in this community. Change isn't always easy, but we prayerfully continue on knowing God is walking with us. If you want more Catholic Creatives, make sure to follow us at Catholic Creatives and sign up for our newsletter on our website at catholiccreatives.com. Catch you in a couple weeks.